0: for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. (laughs) We welcome you. We're delighted to have you join us. Those of you listening live over the internet at airjesus.com and those of you watching us. Uh, by television we welcome you to today's broadcast stay tuned to today's messages want to uh, give you something to help you to win in life to win in every area of life to uh, be victorious so stay with us open your bibles if you will over to the book of first um, Corinthians first Corinthians first Corinthians chapter 9 1 Corinthians chapter 9 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we'd like to read verses 24 through 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. When you get there, say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's begin reading with verse 24. Ready? Read. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run, that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And the Apostle Paul, he speaks of in this passage of Scripture, he's, he's speaking of winning, winning. And he, he goes on to talk about the discipline that is required to win, And so I just want to use as a subject, discipline to win. Discipline to win. Turn to your neighbor and say, discipline to win. Winning requires discipline. It requires drive. It requires determination. It takes hard work. And I think he alludes to it uh, in this passage that, that winning takes hard work. So, he's saying to us, you can forget about an easy Christianity. Forget about that. Just let that... And that's why he compares us to world-class athletes. We're world-class athletes. And he's saying if they're doing it, if they're doing it, if they're disciplining themselves and training for something that's going to fade away, for a fading glory, how much more should we discipline ourselves... And train for something that's eternal. Something that'll never, never fade away. Something that'll last forever. This is eternal what he's dealing with. And so he speaks to us as, as world champions. As, as world class athletes. This isn't, this isn't for sissies is, is what he's saying. This is not for sissies. This isn't for sissies. Forget it. Who said Christianity was easy? Who said living for God was easy? Who said representing Christ to the world was easy? Who said doing anything of significance was easy? This is not a gospel. That's our gospel. It's not a gospel that he preached. He said winning requires discipline. It requires drive. It requires determination. Some people just have no drive to do anything. You'll never win without any drive. Determination. It takes hard work. Some people are afraid of hard work. Hard work. It takes hard work. It takes self-denial. And it takes grueling preparation to win. And I believe the Apostle Paul says to us, don't merely observe the gains from the grandstand. But get in the game. Prepare yourselves for the game. Get in the game. Compete. Be a winner. And I love the way he said, don't just run. Don't just, if you're going to get in the race, don't just lally gag in there. He said, run to win. He said, have winning on your mind. He said, Enter. you know, no one enters the Olympics for a bronze medal. Nobody is saying, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to get near Bronx. No, go for the gold. Go for the gold. you're gonna win, if you're gonna do anything, go for the gusto. Get in it to win. Get in it to win. My son was, I was driving him to school the other day, and he was in his uh, school spelling bee. And before he got out of the car, I was dropping him off and I was going to come back to attend the spelling bee. So I had to drop him off early. And as I was dropping him off, I said, are you going to win this spelling bee for your daddy? He said, yes, sir. He said, yes, sir. And I went back to the spelling bee. And guess what? He won. He won the school spelling bee. He won the school spelling bee. I mean he took the students down, he just defeated them, took them down, and I, I honestly believe it had a little bit of something to do with me asking him before he got out the car. I put it in his mind, I put it in his mind, and I believe that that drove him, he gave him a drive, he gave him a determination. And when he saw those students falling to the left and the right of him, I believe he remembered his daddy's question. Are you gonna win? Are you gonna win? And I believe he gave him a little extra something, a little extra drive and determination to bring home the prize. And he brought it home. And so there's a there's a discipline to win. And he didn't haphazardly win. He prepared himself. He studied, he worked, he had drive, he had determination. And he, he he had self-denial. He had to turn some things down in order to win. And I believe this is what the Apostle Paul is telling us, that you have to discipline. You have to discipline to win. You have to discipline to win. Ted Williams, who was one of the greatest baseball hitters of all time, he said that he practiced Until the blisters bled and then he would practice some more. See, he understood the grueling preparation that was required to win. And we've gotten away from the, the old blood, sweat, and tears of preparing. And we've gotten into this little light, easy gospel. But this isn't the gospel that God has called us to. He's called us. I like the Apostle Paul told Timothy... Uh, I, 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 for some reason, I get the image of Timothy being kind of a, a, a little flimsy. I don't, I, you know, and I'm not trying to discredit Timothy because I don't know him person, but uh, <laughs> but you know, the Apostle Paul made some references to him about timidity and fear, and so I get the I get the image of Timothy. He was a little flimsy, but and one day the Apostle Paul said. Timothy, endure hardness like a good soldier in Christ Jesus. And I, I believe he was letting Timothy, Timothy, you're going to have to have some backbone. Timothy, this thing isn't easy as it looks. You got to act like a soldier. Soldiers, one thing about soldiers, they are disciplined. They are highly disciplined. They are highly disciplined. And in order for them to get through, to get that weight, they go through a lot. They go through a lot. I heard uh, one gentleman say that when he entered the military, he was 260 pounds. And he said eight weeks later after boot camp, he was 183 pounds. Yeah. See, he went through something. He went through some hardness. There's some discipline in the military. And so that's why the Apostle Paul related that. He said, look, you're going to have to endure hardness like a soldier. You're in a war here. We're soldiers. We're world class athletes. We discipline ourselves. We're not looking for an easy way out. We're we're, we're here to be the best, the top at whatever we do because we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people have ambitions that will never be realized. Goals that will never be reached. Visions that will never materialize. Simply because they have No discipline. The Bible refers to this discipline. The Bible calls it temperance. Also calls it self-control. Discipline. Temperance. Self-control. It's actually one of the fruit of the Spirit. And so actually that, that fruit temperance there is already born into our recreated spirit. So when we've got born again... And the fruit of the Spirit, the the life of God, the the likeness of God, the nature of God that was born into us actually contains that discipline. It contains self-control. It contains temperance. It's already in us. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's already in us. It's already in us. I mean, it's there. Temperance is there. Discipline is there. That ability to to uh, travail and to go through difficult things and to um, control yourself and to restrain yourself and to put up with some... That ability is in us. It's a God-given ability. It's a character of God. It's a trait of the anointing, the Holy Spirit. It is in us right now. And so the Apostle Paul is simply stirring up, calling forth that which is already... In us, And that, that discipline is the ability to do the hard things that your flesh doesn't want to do. The hard things that your flesh doesn't want to do, that's, the, that's, that's discipline. That's that ability to do the, the very difficult things that your flesh does not want to. So your flesh recoils from anything that's difficult, that's not convenient. That's a little rough. Your flesh recoils from that. But it's that that discipline. It's that temperance. It's that self-control that rises up in us that says, no, you're going to do this anyhow. You're going to do this because I say you're going to do this. And so that that discipline is that ability to do those things that are difficult in our lives day in and day out. a, A consistent discipline. It's the ability to restrain your flesh from doing the unhealthy, convenient things that it wants to do. Things that you don't need to be doing. See, the things that you don't need to be doing, those are the very things your flesh wants to do. Isn't that convenient? The very things that you don't need to be doing, those are the things your flesh wants to do. Your flesh wants to cut the food. (laughs) I mean, your flesh want to stay up late and watch TV all night and eat pizza and popcorn. Your flesh want to do all of these crazy things. But it's discipline. It's discipline that causes us to be able to pay the price, to make the sacrifice. Anyone who, who wants to accomplish much must Sacrifice much. That's the pain of discipline. That's the pain of discipline. When you're, when you're trying to do something in life that's, that's significant and worthwhile, you just can't run with everybody. You just can't involve yourself in every activity. You cannot make just frivolous use of your time because your eyes are on something. There's something you want to accomplish. There's something you are after. There, see, there has to uh, come a focus. And when that focus comes in your life, it empowers you. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he he, you notice what he said there in 1 Corinthians 9. He said, I don't run as uncertain. I don't run. In other words, he said, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where I'm going, and I know the goal that I have set for myself. Paul's goal was to glorify God and to win people to Christ. That was his goal. That was his vision. That was the mark. And he said, I am willing to do whatever it takes. For me to accomplish my goal. So I'm not running as uncertain. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm here for. I know my purpose and I have my focus. And nothing or anything is going to stop me or sidetrack me or distract me from what my eyes are set on. So he said, I don't run as uncertain. He said, I know exactly where I'm going and exactly what I am doing. And then he, he went on to say that I don't fight as one who beats the air. He said, I'm not shadow boxing here. This is a real thing. And actually, the boxing that he was talking about, he he wasn't really honest with you. This is interesting. He wasn't talking about boxing somebody else. He was talking about fighting himself. Somebody said that... Uh, is not necessarily what makes us great is not who we, Is not you conquering somebody else, but you conquering yourself. That's great. It's not that you can beat somebody else, but that you can defeat yourself. And so he's talking about, he said, I'm not bison, I'm not shadow bison here. He said, I'm laying some blows on my flesh. He said, I'm laying some, he said, when that flesh don't want to get up in the morning, bam, get up. You're getting up. You are getting up. You're getting up. You're getting up. When that flesh doesn't want to pray, bam! You, you're going to pray. You are going to pray. So he's, he was, he's literally talking about fighting himself fighting the urges of his flesh that, that didn't want to do right, that's unrestrained, that's undisciplined, that's uncontrolled. So he said, I don't, I don't, I'm not shadow boxing here. I'm not messing around. He let his body know who was in charge. He let his body know. You got to let your body know. Listen, you got to let your body know who's in charge. You got to let your body know. He said, I cheat my body under subjection to me. He literally separates himself from his body. He's talking about the spirit man, his, the, the real man on the inside, the, the, the God man, the man that he really is. He said, I, the real me... Keep my body under. I bring it under subjection. It obeys me. I give the orders. I tell it what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. I keep my flesh under. I keep my flesh under. I keep my flesh. How dare you allow yourself to be controlled by a cigarette? How dare you allow yourself to be controlled by a bottle? How dare you allow yourself to be controlled by a cup of coffee? What do you mean you can't, you can't get going without coffee in the morning? You mean you've subjected yourself to a coffee bean? Is that what you're saying? You're saying the person who's made in the image of God Almighty is weak to a coffee bean? You mean you've subjected yourself to a piece of chocolate cake? You mean a, a piece of fried chicken has you under? <laughs> has you under control? No. Paul said, "I put my body under. I I call the orders. I give the shots." And I let my body. What we're gonna do? Let him know what we're gonna do. Where we're going? How we're gonna do it? I call the shot. I'm in control of my body. He's talking about discipline. This is the discipline to win. That's why he compared it to athletes because he said he said athletes do this. He said when they're training for the Olympics, they don't stay out all night. They don't eat just anything. They train their body. Their bodies literally become machines, and they have to deny. Things that are around them to be in the most fit condition possible to be able to compete on a world class level. And you can't be competing on a world class level with junk in your life and they discard the junk. And they allow themselves to be sculpted in their labor and training and discipline. To be the sharpest and the very best at what they do in the entire world. And Paul, is, he picked up on that. He said, that is the discipline. That is the discipline that we bring up in our lives. And it's that same discipline in every area of your life, in your in your spiritual life. In your physical life, in your mental, I mean in every area of your life discipline is required if you're going to have any mastery at all. He went on to say in 1 Corinthians 9 that... Um, those who strive or compete for the prize, they are temperate in all things. That word temperate there means they're, they're under, they control themselves. They have great self-control. Anyone who's competing for the prize, who's going to be a master at anything, they have tremendous self-control. They discipline themselves. They discipline themselves. John uh, Maxwell was talking about the sacrifice that was required, that is required for work. And he said, every worthwhile accomplishment has a price tag attached to it. Every worthwhile accomplishment has a price tag attached to it. Are you willing to pay the price to attain it through hard work and sacrifice? Discipline. He's talking about discipline. He's talking about discipline. There was a a great virtuoso on the piano and somebody came up to him after his concert and they said, I would give my life to be able to play like that. He turned around and said, I did give my life. I did give my life. I did give my life. Sarah Sate, who was one of the greatest violinists of the 19th century. He was called a genius by an outstanding critic. And Sarasate said after he was called a genius, he said, that's very odd. He said after practicing for 14 hours a day for 37 years, they now call me genius. <laughs> Max Anders said only the disciplined ever get Really good at anything. When you see people who are at the top of their field, guarantee you, you will find the trait of discipline. Only the disciplined ever get really good at anything. And it doesn't matter the thing about discipline, it doesn't matter what area of field it is. It doesn't matter if you're shooting a basketball, swinging a golf club, a tennis racket. It doesn't matter if you are uh, playing a musical instrument. It doesn't matter if you're saving money. It doesn't matter if you're simply trying to uh, have a strong witness for Christ. It doesn't matter. Anyone who is really good at anything, you're going to find discipline. You're going to find discipline, discipline, discipline. And so even in a spiritual context, when we want to show forth the character of Christ to the world and be a witness for Christ... It requires a discipline. It requires discipline to be able to, to, to be a top-notch Christian. See, so we have a lot of Christians, but we don't have top-notch Christians. To be a top-notch Christian, a light to the world, it requires Discipline. We have a lot of undisciplined Christians. They're Christians, but they're undisciplined. The Apostle Paul made reference to them. He said he called them carnal. He said, you all are carnal Christians. Carnal means body ruled. You're ruled by your bodies. Yeah, you're Christians. You love Christ and everything. But you're ruled by your bodies. You've allowed your passions to rule you, your emotions, your feelings, your desires. You've allowed your lust. You've you've allowed the passions, the urges, the dictates and the appetites of your flesh to rule you. Therefore, you are carnal. He used the term carnal Christians. That's what they mean. You're born again. You're going to heaven. You love Christ and all of that. But you are ruled by your body. You'll never, you'll never be at the top of anything or have victory. I just uh, wanted to lay some groundwork today and we'll continue for the next week or two. Uh, Just kind of uh, stimulating discipline and self-restraint and self-control in our lives and becoming the world-class people of God that God desires us to be. And we're not in this alone. We have His anointing. We have His might. We have His strength. We have His Word to help us. See, we have something more than just a regular athlete. Regular athletes are doing it by their own will, their own self-will. Oh, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Y'all don't hear me. (laughs) We have the power... Of the Holy Spirit. And that anointing will come upon, when we do what we are supposed to do in the natural, that anointing will come up on us. It came on Elijah, the prophet. And the anointing of God came on Elijah so strong, he outran a chariot. Physically. He outran the chariot. Ahab that got in his chariot, Elijah outran him. The spirit of God was on him. See when the Spirit of God comes on our discipline, you're going to be able to outrun some things and some you, See God's going to take us faster. But we have to do our part. We have to do our part. You wonder why He hasn't promoted you, you, you wonder why you're not further along? Check your discipline. Check. Your discipline. Check your discipline. We're out of time. Those of you who are watching by television or listening, you can go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message. Message number 7323. And you can listen to uh, Discipline to Win. And you can also share it with a friend, email it to a friend, absolutely free of charge. But well, we thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <clears throat> This ends message number 7323 by C. Elijah Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 7323 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7323. 3. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.